Join us as we explore timeless wisdom from around the world, seeking truths that resonate most for each individual. Welcome to Peace on Your Journey podcast. I'm John Lawyer, a former soldier turned spiritual traveler. At Kishar, we celebrate the journey of discovery together, delving into various religious, spiritual, and philosophical traditions. For a deeper dive into spirituality, join our vibrant online community at kishar.org. If you'd like to experience this production with dynamic art and video content, check out our YouTube channel at Peace on Your Journey. This book ended up in my dreams. It makes you think. It can guide you down a better path, a more peaceful one, and one that will help both you and those around you. We have to read it for what it was and understand it was written hundreds of years ago, but it still has a place in our modern world, especially when taken in context with other philosophical, religious, and spiritual works. Our Beyond the Book discussion today is about Confucius and how his teachings and philosophy relate to modern spirituality. The Analects are essentially the Confucian Bible. This translation is called Understanding the Analects of Confucius. It was translated and put together by Payman Ni with some extensive commentary. There are many different translations of the Analects. I did some research on choosing which one I would read, and I saw a ton of great reviews for this version. It's a modern translation that was published in 2017. It's a great book. It has a great intro, and then a whole section on definitions and nuances to words used in the translation. The author then gets into the actual Analects, and you can see the original Chinese and then the translation with certain Chinese words and parentheses for reference, which is really useful. He then goes into a commentary on what each passage from the Analects means. Like he actually breaks down, here's what the Analects is saying during this section. And I think it's nice to have someone kind of help you along as you're reading philosophy. I've talked about that in some of my other videos that if we have someone teaching us as we're going through things, it makes the whole process uh, usually easier uh, to get through. He gives his views, but he also points out other views from other translators and other people who study Confucian philosophy. And he even includes historic commentary from Confucian scholars that go way back in time. And you kind of get to read in between the lines and get help while doing so. The Intellects is probably the most important work in Chinese cultural history. In the abstract, I knew about Confucius, but I didn't really know anything beyond the shallow surface. My understanding was that he was more of a literalist and that he didn't delve too much into the divine or the metaphysics. And I think reading through this, that's the correct understanding. But as in almost everything, it goes much deeper than that simple take. There is a ton of literal advice and guidance offered in the Analects. And aside from that, you really get insight into how Confucius lived and how he thought. And in the passages, you can find a deeper meaning that really goes beyond that literal take and kind of gets into that enlightened way of existence or being. But he was really concerned with being the best that you could be in the real world and by doing right by others and about everyone living together. And I think that we could use more of that. The idea of living better together as a community you could draw easy lines between Buddha, Confucius, and Jesus Christ. And you can see how they're all essentially saying very similar things and with maybe different advice on how to get there. So who is Confucius? He lived around 500 BCE in China. This would be about the same time as Buddha and Socrates and also Laozi of the Taoist tradition. He was born into a family of noble lineage and they had fallen hard times. He lost his father at a young age and was raised by his mother. 
And as he grew up, he worked in various uh, minor government roles within his Chinese province that he was in. He became known for his knowledge and his wisdom, and he ended up traveling throughout China to advise uh, rulers and government officials uh, throughout the country. And even as he was giving that advice and they were seeking his advice, it was often ignored due to power dynamics. And so he eventually traveled back to his homeland to dedicate himself to teaching. And he's one of the most significant and one of the greatest and influential philosophers in world history. So what is his philosophy? I think it's kind of a guidebook on living in a peaceful and calm world with those around you. And this leads to a peace and calm within yourself. Part of it's about ethical living and moral virtue. He emphasizes personal and government responsibility and morality. He advocates for correctness of social relationships, justice, and sincerity. If you're going to be in a community or society that you should be a part of it, live within it. I think this doesn't mean that you have to compromise your own path or your own values. And as always, it's a balance between your spiritual self and navigating this real world that we all share around us, that we all kind of cohabitate together. He speaks a lot about the importance of respect and duty towards close family and ancestors. It's seen as the foundation for individual character and social harmony. The more I read about philosophy, religion, and spiritual ideas from around the world, the more I have come to understand the deep respect many cultures have for ancestors and family. And I think your spiritual past can often deeply intersect with community and family, including ancestors that go way back before our, our known memory or even our oral history within our families. And so I think that this community and sense of respect with family is important to whatever your core tribe is. It might look very different from your typical idea of family or community, but honestly, whatever works best for you is what you should gravitate towards. So if you have something that looks different from what people tell you that it should look like, that's okay. He talks about the importance of education, strong advocate for education as a means for self-improvement and moral development. He believed in the power of learning and transforming individuals in society. If you have knowledge and then you gain experience, you transform that knowledge into wisdom. He talks a lot about ritual and etiquette. I think rituals are important for maintaining social order and cultivating moral behavior as far as etiquette goes. And that's proper conduct and etiquette in all aspects of life. And I think this part of his philosophy seems a little heavy handed at times. He does dwell on it quite a bit. And I think that gets a bit dogmatic in almost a religious sort of way. But again, it's this idea that we're going to be living amongst others and there has to be some sort of order. So I think you kind of just have to take that part of the philosophy for what it is. And he talks about being a superior human, and he doesn't mean that in an egoistic or arrogant sort of way. It's about having this ideal moral character that's not defined by birth, but by virtue. And so he's saying that it doesn't matter what your status in society is, it's not about blood or money, that you can still exhibit righteousness, sincerity, and this altruistic behavior, no matter who or where you were born. It's about who you choose to be, and that we can be the best versions of ourselves. On this, Confucius said, do not be troubled by others not understanding you. Worry that you do not understand others. And I think this is such a powerful quote. 
try and remember you are approaching the world as you and then they are approaching the world as them love that about the world and let it connect us instead of divide us there's great wisdom here he talks quite a bit about the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you and he encourages empathy and consideration in, in all interactions and I, this is core to confucian philosophy which is really massive because it's also the core of many other world philosophies, religions, and spiritual constructs. We made a great video about the golden rule around the world and throughout history. You should check it out and you can click the card to see it. There's a quote here from the Analects that really talks about the golden rule and how important it is. In answering his disciples' question about whether there is a single word that may serve as guidance for practice during one's entire life, Confucius says, Is not reciprocity or shoe such a word? Do not impose on others what you would not wish for yourself. This is the golden rule, and I think reciprocity is the perfect one-word description of it. Just be yourself and love yourself, and in doing so, love others just the same. There's such power in that idea, and that will help you move through the world in such a more peaceful and calm way. He also talks at length about government and leadership. Leaders, he says, should be virtuous and lead by example. He emphasizes the importance of benevolent ethical government. The idea of just leadership of our society and communities is this huge theme in Confucian teaching. If our leaders all around the world and at all levels from national to local live these teachings, we would all find great peace and harmony being able to live with one another. This leads us into the overall concept that runs throughout his philosophy, which is the harmony of society, that all of his teachings lead to this balanced and harmonious society, the importance of each individual fulfilling their role of responsibility, that we can work together and raise the consciousness of the world. To me, it says, if we lift ourselves up, then we lift up the whole world around us. And you'll hear that as a theme throughout uh, our discussions here on this spiritual channel. At one point, Confucius said, exemplary persons are ashamed of letting their speech outpace their action. It's a really cool quote. My mother-in-law was a swim coach, and she used to tell my wife and her teammates to beat them in the pool. It's that actions speak louder than words. There's nothing we could say more than going out and living in a way that aligns with our values and beliefs. So go out and be yourself and people will see it. People will love it. But I think more importantly, you will love yourself. And I think at the end of the day, that self-love, the idea of doing it for you is the most important thing that you could ever do. Before we move on, please subscribe by hitting the watermark in the lower right-hand corner of the video and share this video with any friends or family who you think might benefit from it. This was a unique time in history. The thing to remember about Confucius was, as a person, he was probably the most responsible for consolidating the great oral and written history of ancient China into this single usable group of teaching and into their written history. His ability to collect, refine, and make people be able to understand it was his strength. He was a great teacher. And before, when we talked about the Buddha, Confucius, and Laozi, all existing at the same time, as well as Socrates. This was probably the reason we, we saw all of these people 
at the same time. They were great teachers in a time when humans were finally able to record all of these great teachings. And we had also stopped roaming around and, and being as nomadic as we were. And so they were active at a time when humans began to record the idea that we're going to look at who we are, what we're all about, where we came from, and where we're going. And even though Confucius was a literalist, I got real threads of spirituality when I was reading through his work. I think chapter four of the Analects has been called his most authentic work. And I, I think that people say that it's the most Confucius relevant portion of the Analects where it was definitely the part that he contributed to most directly. This section felt very warm to me. And at times it definitely trended to the metaphysical and spiritual in my view. And in the 10 and a half hours that I spent reading this book and probably six hours, in addition to that, I spent making notes and writing down quotes. I think it was absolutely worth it. And I think while he overtly stayed away from religion and metaphysical and spiritual subjects, he really did have an idea of what that was all about. But there's this concept that even past that, that we could all probably do with a heavy dose on living uh, a better life in our day-to-day -day around all these people that we share this world with, regardless of what our religious or spiritual leanings are. Being grounded in our day-to-day -day gives us more time and space to be spiritual and pursue our own unique path. And then we're individually empowered. And I think Confucius discusses the virtue of letting go of your ego. And that's a common theme and undercurrent throughout his teachings in the Analects. And this is a similar theme throughout many other religions and spiritual philosophies from around the world and across time. One of the most important concepts of the Analects is Ren, or human-heartedness. There's a lot of debate about the exact way to translate that word Ren, or human-heartedness. And after reading the Analects, I have to say maybe it comes down to the essence of us. I tend to think of it as the divine within shining through and touching the world around us, guiding us in the best way. It's this rich concept and probably the most important core of the teachings within the Analects. I'm not sure there's much written in human teachings more spiritual than the concept of Ren or human heartedness from the Analects. I think it's this really, truly uh, beautiful concept that came through throughout the book. There really is too much to summarize in this work. It's so broad and deep, and I think that's okay. I did the best I could here with you guys. Confucius discussed how the same piece of advice may look very different for two different people. And this really connected with me because we're all gonna see things so differently, and that's okay. That's why it's important for us to experience diverse worldviews and also have discussions with one another just like this. At one point, Confucius talks about how confidence will take you such a long way. And I would say, as we kind of close this video out, to never forget that. You just have to believe, truly believe, like Ted Lasso. So what are your thoughts on Confucius? Does any of what we talked about here in the video change your thoughts on him? Or change the idea of how you walk your own individual spiritual path? Let me know in the comments below and I will absolutely respond. For a peaceful community where people can be themselves 
and have discussions just like this, please visit keyshar.org and check us out. And like this video if you'd like us to keep making content just like this. And until next time, I wish you peace on your journey.